0: This is chapter three of Tom Sawyer Abroad. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Tom Sawyer Abroad by Mark Twain. Chapter three Tom Explains. We went to sleep about four o'clock and woke up about eight. The professor was setting back there at his end, looking glum. He pitched us some breakfast, but he told us not to come abaft the midship compass. That was about the middle of the boat. Well, when you are sharp set and you eat and satisfy yourself, everything looks pretty different from what it done before. It makes a body feel pretty near comfortable, even when he's up in a balloon with a genius. We got to talking together. There was one thing that kept bothering me, and by and by I says, Tom, didn't we start east? Yes. How fast have we been going? Well, You heard what the professor said when he was raging round. Sometimes, he said, we was making fifty miles an hour, sometimes ninety, sometimes a hundred, and said that with a gale to help he could make three hundred any time, and said if he wanted the gale, and wanted blow in the right direction, he only had to go up higher or down lower to find it. Well, then, it's just as I reckoned. The professor lied. Why? because if we was going so fast we ought to be past illinois oughtn't we certainly well we ain't what's the reason we ain't i know by the color we're right over illinois yet and you can see for yourself that indiana ain't in sight i wonder what's the matter with you huck you know by the color yes of course i do what's the color got to do with it it's got everything to do with it Illinois is green. Indiana's pink. You show me any pink down here, if you can. No, sir, it's green. Indiana pink? Why, wh- what a lie! It ain't no lie. I've seen it on the map, and it's pink. You never see a person so aggravated and disgusted. He says, "Well, if I was such a numbskull as you, Huck Finn, I would jump over." Seen it on the map. Huck Finn, did you reckon the states was the same color out of doors as they are on the map? Tom Sawyer, what's a map for? Ain't it to learn you facts? Of course. Well, then, how's it going to do that if it tells lies? That's what I want to know. Shucks, you muggins, it don't tell lies. It don't, don't it? No, it don't. All right, then, if it don't. There ain't no two states the same color. You get around that if you can, Tom Sawyer." He see I had him, and Jim see it too. And I tell you, I felt pretty good. For Tom Sawyer was always a hard person to get ahead of. Jim slapped his leg and says I tell you, that's smart. That's right down smart. Ain't no use, my Tom. He got you this time, sure. He slapped his leg again and says My land, but it was smart one. I never felt so good in my life, and yet I didn't know I was saying anything much till it was out. I was just mooning along, perfectly careless, and not expecting anything was going to happen, and never thinking of such a thing at all, when all of a sudden out it come. Why, it was just as much a surprise to me as it was to any of them. It was just the same way it is when a person is munching along on a hunk of corn-pone and not thinking about anything and all of a sudden bites into a diamond. Now all that he knows, first off, is that it's some kind of gravel he's bit into, but he don't find out it's the diamond till he gets it out and brushes off the sand and crumbs and one thing or another and has a look at it, and then he's surprised and glad—yes, and proud, too—though when you come to look the thing straight in the eye, he ain't entitled to as much credit as he would have been if he'd been hunting diamonds. You can see the difference easy if you think it over. You see, an accident that way ain't fairly as big a thing as a thing that's done a purpose. Anybody could find that diamond in that corn-pone. But, mind you, it's got to be somebody that's got that kind of a corn-pone. That's where that feller's credit comes in, you see. And that's where mine comes in. I don't claim no great things. I don't reckon I could have done it again, but I'd done it that time. That's all I claim and I had no more idea I could do such a thing and want any more thinking about it or trying to than you be this minute. Why, I was just as calm, a body couldn't be any calmer, and yet all of a sudden out it come. I have often thought of that time, and I can remember just the way everything looked, same as if it was only last week. I can see it all, beautiful rolling country with woods and fields and lakes for hundreds and hundreds of miles all round, and towns and villages scattered everywhere's under us, here and there and yonder, and the professor mooning over a chart on his little table, and Tom's cap flopping in the rigging where it was hung up to dry, and one thing in particular was a bird right alongside, not ten foot off, going our way and trying to keep up, but losing ground all the time and a railroad train doing the same thing down there sliding among the trees and farms and pouring out a long cloud of black smoke and now and then a little puff of white and when the white was gone so long you had almost forgot it you would hear a little faint toot and that was the whistle and we left the bird and the train both behind way behind and done it easy too But, Tom, he was huffy, and said me and Jim was a couple of ignorant blatherskites. And then he says, Suppose there's a brown calf and a big brown dog, and an artist is making a picture of them. What is the main thing that that artist has got to do? He has got to paint them so you can tell them apart the minute you look at them, ain't he? Of course. Well, then, do you want him to go and paint both of them brown? Certainly you don't he paints one of them blue and then you can't make no mistake it's just the same with the maps that's why they make every state a different color it ain't to deceive you it's to keep you from deceiving yourself but i couldn't see no argument about that and neither could jim jim shook his head and says why mars tom if you knowed what chuckleheads them painters is you'd wait a long time before you'd fetch one of them in to back up a fact i was going to tell you then you can see for yourself i see one of them paintin' away one day down in old hank wilson's back lot and i went down to see and he was paintin' that old brindled cow with de near horn gone you knows the one i means and i asked him what's he's painting her for and he says when you get her painted pictures worth a hundred dollars mars tom he could have got the cow for fifteen and i told him so well sir if you'll believe me he just shook his head that painter did and went on a dobbin. bless you mars tom they don't know nothing tom he lost his temper i notice a person most always does that got laid out in an argument he told us to shut up and maybe we'd feel better Then he see a town clock away off down yonder, and he took up the glass and looked at it, and then looked at his silver turnip, and then at the clock, and then at the turnip again, and says, That's funny. That clock's near about an hour fast. So he put up his turnip, and then he see another clock, and took a look, and it was an hour fast too. That puzzled him. That's a mighty curious thing, he says. I don't understand it. Then he took the glass and hunted up another clock, and sure enough it was an hour fast, too. Then his eyes began to spread and his breath to come out kind of gaspy like, and he says, Great Scott, it's the longitude. I says, considerably scared, Well, what's been and gone and happened now? Why, The thing that's happened is that this old bladder has slid over Illinois and Indiana and Ohio like nothing, and this is the east end of Pennsylvania or New York or somewheres around there. Tom, sorry, you don't mean it. Yes, I do, and it's dead sure. We've covered about fifteen degrees of longitude since we left St. Louis yesterday afternoon, and them clocks are right—we've come close on to eight hundred miles." I didn't believe it, but it made the cold streaks trickle down my back just the same. In my experience, I knowed it wouldn't take much short of two weeks to do it down the Mississippi on a raft. Jim was working his mind and studying. Pretty soon he says, "Marse Tom, did you say them clocks is right? Yes, they're right. Ain't your watch right, too? She's right for St. Louis, but she's an hour wrong for here." Mars Tom, is you tryin to let on dat the time ain't the same everywheres? No, it ain't the same everywheres by a long shot. Jim looked distressed and says it grieves me to hear you talk like that Mars Tom, Is right down ashamed to hear you talk like that out of the way you's been raised. Yes sir it'd break your aunt Polly's heart to hear you. Tom was astonished. he looked Jim over, wondering and didn't say nothing and Jim went on, Mars Tom. Who put the people out yonder in St. Louis? De Lord done it. Who put the people here while we is? De Lord done it. Ain't they both his children? Cause they is. Well then, is he going to discriminate twixt em Scriminate? I never heard such ignorance. There ain't no discriminating about it. When he makes you and some more of his children black and makes the rest of us white, what do you call that? Jim, see the pint he was stuck he couldn't answer tom says he does discriminate you see when he wants to but this case here ain't no discrimination of his it's man's the lord made the day and he made the night but he didn't invent the hours and he didn't distribute them around man did that mars toms dat so man done it certainly who told him he could nobody he never asked jim studied a minute and says well that do beat me i wouldn't have tucked no such risk but some people ain't scared nothing. they bangs right ahead they don't care what happens so then they's allus an hour's difference everywhere mars tom an hour no it's four minutes difference for every degree of longitude you know fifteen of em's an hour thirty of em's two hours and so on when it's one o'clock tuesday morning in england it's eight o'clock the night before in new york jim moved a little way along the locker and you could see he was insulted he kept shaking his head and muttering and so i slid along to him and patted him on the leg and petted him up and got him over the worst of his feelings and then he says mars tom talkin such talk as dat tuesday in one place and monday in t'other both in the same day Huck, dis ain't no place to joke up here while we is. Two days in one day. How you gwine to got two days into one day? Can't get two hours into one hour, can you? Can't get two niggers into one nigger skin, can you? Can't get two gallons of whiskey into one gallon jug, can you? No, sir. twould strain the jug. Yes, and even Dan you couldn't, I don't believe— "'Why, look here, Huck. "'S'posin the Tuesday was New Year's. "'Now, then, is you going to tell me "'it's dis year in one place "'and last year in t'other, both in identical same minute? "'It's de beatin' as rubbish. "'I can't stand it. "'I can't stand it here to tell about it.' "'Then he begun to shiver and turn gray, "'and Tom says, "'Now, what's the matter? "'What's the trouble?' "'Jim could hardly speak, but he says, "'Mars, Tom, you ain't jokin.' "'And it's so?' "'No, I'm not, and it is so,' Jim shivered again, and says, "'Then dat Monday could be de last day, and dey wouldn't be no last day in England, and de dead wouldn't be called. "'We mustn't go over there, Mars, Tom. Please, get him to turn back. I want to be wa—' All of a sudden we see something, and all jumped up and forgot everything and began to gaze. Tom says, "'Ain't that the—' He catched his breath, then says, It is, sure as you live. It's the ocean. That made me and Jim catch our breath, too. Then we all stood petrified but happy, for none of us had ever seen an ocean, or ever expected to. Tom kept muttering, Atlantic Ocean, Atlantic. Land, don't it sound great? And that's it, and we are looking at it, we why it's just too splendid to believe then we see a big bank of black smoke and when we got nearer it was a city and a monster she was too with a thick fringe of ships around one edge and we wondered if it was new york and begun to jaw and dispute about it and first we knowed it slid from under us and went flying behind and here we was out over the very ocean itself and going like a cyclone then we woke up i tell you we made a break aft and raised a whale, and began to beg the professor to turn back and land us, but he jerked out his pistol and motioned us back, and we went. But nobody will ever know how bad we felt. The land was gone, all but a little streak, like a snake, away off on the edge of the water, and down under us was just ocean, ocean, ocean millions of miles of it, heaving and pitching and squirming and white sprays blowing from the wave-tops and only a few ships in sight, wallowing around and laying over, first on one side and then on t'other, and sticking their bows under and then their sterns, and before long there weren't no ships at all, and we had the sky and the whole ocean all to ourselves, and the roomiest place I ever see, and the lonesomest end of chapter three